Dynamite download your home for all positive coverage on all elite wrestling. We cut a promo like the DMD. They're very. Symphony Boys. Yeah, five baby. Symphony of five. Come on, you guys. Positive energy. You have a great January recruitment month for this. Along, you know, I come, I, I come along in the. Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> I, I, I did, I did see that. I was thinking. John Silver, welcome to the show, John. How you doing? The cold spray. So Welcome to Dynamite Download. Yo, it's me, it's me, it's SPD and Finnegan, my tag team partner right here. Man, He's been uh, a star on our Instagram page, no doubt about it. He is a star, man. You gotta, gotta give the people what they want. And you know, giving the people what they want and watching our intro every single time is always fun. It's kind of it's like a nice highlight yeah. reel just to see the journey we've gone from uh, short hair SPD to interviewing Wardlow, the champ, and and so much more in between. And it all was out. so cool seeing all those interviews come together, man. It really is a reminder of like uh, not only how far we've come, but how far AEW's come, and just to yeah. see the different talents and how they've grown and having their own moments in the, in the spotlight. It's, it's pretty cool, man. And, um, you know, we've been with this company from day one and, um, 2023 looks like it's off to a pretty hot start so far. Um, a lot of yeah, online about AEW. And I know that like, um, you and I both said, you know, this new year flipping the page to the 2023, AEW had a lot of conversation, a lot of hype and a lot of, a lot of people wondering, you know, what this new presentation that they talked about and, and we're adapting it out here on dynamite download. You, you see, we've, we've got the graphics going. Um, the, new I, dynamite I, download year as well. I think that they've really made a great, um, great transition SPD. And this is something that we've had a lot of conversations about, yeah. um, you know, just you and I chatting with some uh, fellow members of, uh, of the dynamite download nation. Um, you know, the presentation, um, that AEW has adopted for this new year going forward. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I, I know that there are a few, you're somebody who, you know, always gets me, um, you know, throws those little like entrances about the the entrance, about the yeah. funnel and the, you know, this is big. This is going to throw you off your game. You're going to have to start looking and seeing, you know, way, how things go. <laughs> the heel tunnel and the baby face tunnel was one of your, one of your, your, uh, absolute caveats that you would pick up on the little nuances that you would pick up on, on stories, this, this new stage set that they have, the new screen, the new, the new camera, the new barricades, as they talk yeah. about on this, on this week's episode, talk, walk me through it, man. What are your thoughts on the whole thing? The whole presentation? I think it was long overdue and I think they, they really uh, hit a home run with it. You know, to us fans, I think a little bit went, will go a long way, and I think they did a lot. You know, from the backstage step and repeats to this awesome new stage to the light up floor, it seems like they've upped their game with pyro as well. That I, we saw this past week with the DMD entrance and the Jamie Hader entrance uh, and the Jungle Boy entrance. So 
Um, I think their their budget has is improved on that, which is is long overdue in my opinion. I mean, you gotta the whole point about watching a live show or on TV is kind of being wooed, not only just mm-hmm. with the the creative and the product and the wrestling. The wrestling hasn't changed too much, obviously, over the first two weeks, but we've seen some awesome matches. Of course, but adding adding the full package, the other elements that are controllable elements uh, to really do that is uh was much needed and welcomed and i'm really impressed the main thing i noticed this past week was the crispness of the the screen or the you know the it seems like they're shooting in a higher def which is hard it to does. say and yeah, maybe, the maybe it's a little like, bit different the yeah. transitions are better even so, the sound yeah. quality and, yeah you know we've we've talked about like sometimes um in the past you know there's been times in which the, the commercials versus the tv product yeah. can go up and down um it feels like you know they're getting the crowd just right. Um, you know this whole this these new changes that Kevin Sullivan and the AEW media team backstage, whatever. The, t- Tony has some. He's making some progress. Yeah, I like I like the colors. Um, yeah. You know the 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 red, the blue, um, the lasers. The the lasers very interesting. You know, obviously like. When we think AEW, we typically think of black, uh, black, yellow, and, and white. But um, it, it's definitely key, it pops on screen. Sure. I think that, like you said, the, one of the biggest differences that I've noticed is it just feels like the camera is in a higher definition or just crisper images, um, and, and that goes a long more way. professional, more top notch not that it yeah. wasn't before but it no seemed i like get it step above yeah that was one of the biggest things you know for me as an aid as a diehard wrestling fan my whole life um yeah. you know i think that the wrestling product the in-ring product the actual wrestling with aw has to me um basically pretty consistently since its incarnation sure been as good if not better than its competition Right, I feel like AEW really does an incredible job when it comes to the in-ring product. Um, oh yes, but it, but when you watch WWE, it is it's obvious that the money that is funneled into that product and and the experience, the length of time that they've been able to fine tune their presentation, um, that that's was not. where that was where WWE really and it, it still does. WWE really shines when it comes to its overall presentation on screen. Just the the camera, the the high definition, the way that they're able to the lighting of the show, um, they do a fantastic job. Um, that said, I feel like with these changes in 2023, I do I really do think that AEW is it has taken a major step forward, um, and it feels like it's more of a peer than than ever before when it comes Watch to overall out. presentation and when you have that kind of step in the right direction when it comes from a presentation standpoint and you pair it with talent like we see here spd i mean oh you, you, your graphic here really says it all the star power that they have here um it, it speaks for itself um i think that this is you know it's a, in a there are a lot of questions around aw after um all out and, um, you know, heading into quarter four of 2022, you know, it, it felt like there was a lot of ambiguity as to what was what was next for this company. But as we yeah. had as we charge forward into 2023, you know, a lot of questions have been answered. 
Um, the elite are back, which I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about, like, you know, you feel you're pretty adamant that this company just doesn't feel the same without them. Um, you, you have a strong world champion who is now engaged in a very compelling feud with one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Um, you have a multitude of layers. And this is one of the things we talked about at the wrap up, um, in 2022 is, you know, I really was pushing for, I want to see the next generation of talent start to get the opportunities, start to get the shine. And I'm not saying, yeah. obviously, um, you, you see Jamie Hayter getting this title, getting the oh, title yeah, run. Great. MJF is the world champion. But what I'm talking about when I when I see things like um, Hook being put in a, in a good big position. And we'll, we, we're not going to be here, right? Rookie of the year uh, in a pro wrestling, um, you know, action and ready being paired in a segment with Ricky Starks and Jericho, right? You're clearly trying to see what I was talking about. Let's continue to build this next generation. Let's use the star power that you have now yeah. that's in place to set the stage for who's going to carry the torch moving forward. And you're starting to see things emerge. One of my favorite matches of the night I think really did an, an incredible job at I at setting the tone and setting the stage that you know John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. This is what I I'm talking it. about, right? Like Moxley is you and I, you've you say it even better than me, man. Moxley is the heart and soul of AEW. He has been the backbone of this company, the guy who has carried this company on his back yeah. through some really challenging times, and um, you know I think is one of the MVPs of the entire brand. Um, but this is 100%. a match. This was a match where he put, I mean, Hangman, they, the commentator crew talked about it at length. Hangman, this felt, this was an incredibly important match for Hangman's career. For um, sure. And these guys delivered. It was, it was a, it was a beating. Like these guys were absolutely physical we um, knew it was going to be a complete ass whooping, not just not a traditional wrestling match. It was going to be a battle for sure, and it delivered on that. And not to cut you off, but I just couldn't no. believe how I knew how physical it was going to be. Like I was so pumped for that. Absolutely, um, you know their styles really mesh well together. Um, they do, and you know after. Hangman, after the scare that Hangman had in the last match that these guys had, you know, the stakes were elevated, right? Yeah. Like th this was a match where you felt like these guys wanted to go at each other. As soon as the bell rang, they were they were going back. They were beating the crap out of each other. I mean, yeah. this was a fight, right? This was a high emotion, high intensity battle. Um, and I, I felt like these guys delivered. And again, this sets the tone for – you know, questions at the end of the match. Um, John Moxley sort of as a re reflection back to their first, their last matchup. Now Moxley left in the middle of the ring, potentially yeah. injured. You've never um, rarely have ever seen him kind of story coming full circle here. Yeah. Story coming full circle here. Um, and, and like you said, seeing Moxley vulnerable is not something we're used to seeing. So I love um, the booking of it. I think it was it was meant to it was perfectly booked in the sense. And honestly, leading up to it, we talked about it, how this could be like one of the most sleeper feuds that are super fun. And 
I almost don't want it to end, but uh, it would be fine to move on from here because these guys were cutting some killer promos and the violence and, you know, the, the true brawling that we're seeing out of it, a totally different style than, you know, let's just say like a, a Danielson match or, you know, an elite or a death triangle match. It's so very fun. different. Um, but the booking on this, I was, I think everyone was shocked most likely. And I was shocked uh, because Moxley rarely loses. Um, Clean like but, that. Yeah. It, but hangman is the former champ. So is Moxley. This could have been a pay-per-view match by, by far. And I think it delivered. It was a perfect match to open the show. And for Hangman to go over on that, I think, you know, they did the, the right, right thing. I think you need to push. This hurts Moxley none, in my opinion. I agree. I it agree. And, and we're, we're going to get into much more. If yeah. Hangman lost, it would have hurt him more than Moxley a win. And, and we're going to have some conversation, yeah. some tough conversation later in the show <laughs> where, you know, we're going to disagree that not every match um, – is going to have that where like a guy yeah. goes a guy, like somebody loses and, um, and, and nobody yeah. loses anything out of it. I think like to, this match was an example where, you know, Moxley is so protected. Moxley is so built up. His credibility is so strong. Yep. Um, you know, this is a guy who, and it's not, I mean, for those of us who love John Moxley and, and know his career, it's not just AEW where his credibility is built up. I mean, this is a guy who has literally put himself through um, glass, through barbed wire. I mean, this is a man who will put himself through hell yeah. um, for pro wrestling. And, um, you know, I felt like I, I kind of am with you. I, I I don't want this feud to end just because I do think this is one of those examples that you and I talk about iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Good this point. is, this is something where I saw like, you know, a mirror images of each other in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, two tough guys to who won't back down from a fight who almost really enjoy pushing each other, mm -hmm. pushing, pushing each other to the limits um, and getting punched in the face. You know, it's that kind of mentality um, I, I really enjoyed this and I liked the promo battles leading up to this match. You know, um, we've yep. seen mock, we've seen Moxley have some epic promos and quite frankly, I think it's time to put it to bed. I think that, you know, there have been questions early on, um, during a hangman's run in AEW of whether or not he could be a true top guy. And there were moments in his championship reign where, it, it was, you know, he certainly received some criticism. We're just going to say, you know, Jim Cornette is a name that now that MJF can say his name whenever he wants. Uh -huh. um, you know, there were certainly some critics out there who questioned Hangman's ability to carry a promo um, and carry a, a, a true program or feud as a top guy. And I'll I'll say in in this feud with Moxley, I thought that he really. He really shined. Yeah. Um, he showed vulnerability. He showed um, like a human side of him, where like, there were genuine, there was genuine concern about his his injury. He, he's clear. Yeah. He's a new. He's a dad now, right? So I think that that has really pushed the stakes that much more for his career and his livelihood. Um, and, and I think that um, being in a in a in a face to face situation with a guy like Moxley, who is a legit tough guy who will, yeah. will legit will challenge you um, and put you to the put you to a test. I thought Hangman responded. Um, I, I think that I'm curious to see where it goes from here because um, it felt like this was a moment where maybe Moxley will finally get a little bit more a little time off. I don't know, right? He he was supposed to have time off earlier it's hard to last year AW without Moxley and Wardlow at the same time, and that's just a testament to the depth of the roster. 
Yeah, but, we know FTRs. We know our guys, the Guns, have have officially um, FTR gave a funeral. They gave a funeral for FTR. So there are there's definitely going to be some um, of our favorite acts off of TV. Yeah. But again, this roster is stacked, man. There's so, there, it's it's actually at times it feels like it's too deep. And so <laughs> you're right. May, maybe having moments where a guy like Moxley, who let's be frank, you're not going to have John Moxley in, a, in an undercard feud or an undercard card yeah. promo or like segment he is going to be a top level guy As and there's only there's only going to be um so much room for for that kind of those kind of programs on your week-to-week television when Moxley's yeah. involved on your show you're gonna give that man time so maybe this is finally an opportunity for Moxley to get to rest up a little bit yeah. to heal to take that break that he was supposed to take after um he dropped the belt um, we know that that didn't work out, right? He had, right. he was because of what happened with punk, he had to be rushed back onto the scene and, and kind of save the day as Moxley yeah. does. Right. So maybe this is that opportunity because it certainly felt like that at the end of this match, hangman <clears throat> beat him down pretty convincingly. And, um, as you said, left Moxley in a position where we're not used to seeing him. So no. in what better way? to catapult hangman to um, to that next level again um then to have him put moxley on the shelf right so um, i'm curious to see what's next people can not many people can ever say that uh have ever not necessarily just in aw but in general and so to moxley unselfishly do that for him is pretty pretty cool tip of cap to him he's he's really seemed like such a team player as a late uh, Moxley for sure being oh, for you know, sure. that backbone. And I was looking up Adam Page's uh, title defenses. I mean, he beat Kenny Omega. He beat Danielson. He had a draw with Danielson, which is kind of odd. Danielson uh, being one of the early contest- or contenders for Hangman and now being an early contender MJF. for MJF. He yeah. beat Lance Archer in a Texas death match, which was incredible. He beat Dante Martin, Takeshita, and then he beat the person that we're going to talk about next twice – Adam Cole, baby. I got to wear this shirt because, um, you know, I'm happy it was for you, quite bud. a surprise and perfect timing for them yeah. to re-debut someone named Adam Cole. And boy, did he ever cut the, the king of all king baby faces promos. And what's great, I mean, he made it real. It was a real promo. And the fans never really, even though he was a heel when he was, you know, six, seven, eight months ago, yeah, and still cheered him oh. so much, and so right. now you're just going all in, and now we got ourselves one of the top baby faces uh, on the program, just like that. Agreed. And everything he said was perfect, spot on, and it's going to be so fun to cheer for him um, with his entrance and all that. And as you've talked about in the past, a small underdog baby face is right. fun to chase and fun to watch. Right. And Adam Cole, which would be is going to be pure gold when we see him and MJF go toe to toe in terms of on the mic down that the is line. A pro- that's, that's a program like four or five months. Of, yeah. Please milk that to the next pay-per-view, yeah. uh, which would be a lot of fun. But what is your thoughts on this surprise? Well, I, I thought it was excellent. Right. Um, as a guy who's watched Adam Cole for years now, um, right. you know, the reason why Adam Cole always seems to work as a heel is because he's he he is such a, a he he leans into being a scumbag and I, and I and I I say that w- like with a lot of with a smile on my face the guy is he's a mastermind he's great at manipulating his own friends 
He's never he's always willing to take that shortcut to stab somebody in the yeah. back. He's he's very he's got a tunnel vision, right? This man is and he said it out, he said it straight up, even in this incredibly um well well worded, well paced baby yeah. face promo. He made it very clear. He he's coming for everybody. The people yeah. in the back better watch out. He wants to be at the top of the mountain. And you know, again, this is an example. Like I like when when a guy it it felt like you said it felt like it was very real, right? Yeah. He he acknowledged even the, like the again going back going to the critics, his 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 run where he came out. He had a feud with Orange Cassidy. There was some ambiguity as to you know where is Adam Cole fit in the main event scene in AEW? Right. You know, undisputed elite came in. Um, it, it, this is a guy who everywhere he's gone has been a world champ. And so, you know, now it's almost a beautiful, it's kind of a beautiful thing where like he went through this really challenging chapter professionally and personally. Um, and it's good. I think it's going to propel him to be the man that he, he's supposed to be in AEW. Um, you know, yeah, it's, I love as a guy who loves heels. Um, yeah, I think Adam Cole is do? really great. He's really great at um, kind of doing those underhanded things that make you like boo the guy and hate the guy. But he, there's always something about Adam Cole that he has that charisma. So even as a bad guy, he always is that type of bad guy that you want to root for. Um, he's he's got that charisma that in spades and. I think, um, you know, a smaller guy, um, a fun move set, an awesome yeah. theme song, right? A, a great theme song, a great chant that the crowd likes to be a part of, um, you know, and now you have this story like, that you add all that to, right? Now you have a comeback story, a comeback story, a guy who literally potentially had his career um could have been over um and his his promo where he taught i mean like let's be real i mean like waking up in the middle of the night like what saying like why am what is going on with me what's happening yeah. to me um you know it's one of those promos where you could close your eyes and you could see the vision that he's painting for you as a fan stripping down the walls this isn't like this was real um there was some there was some sincere um, emotion that he had in this. Um, and, and you pair that comeback story with a guy who has this much natural charisma. And again, I know you've been rubbing it in my face all, a lot. His, his DM, the DMD, it seems like she's starting to get these kind of reactions from a baby face perspective. Oh yeah. It's I've been dreading it. Um, but yeah. I think that it might, it might need to happen. You start to push, the baby face ultimate couple in, in, in AEW. And, and I think that they both, the power couple of AEW as baby faces at the top of the mountain. I could see that again happening one day. Um, I'm happy for Adam Cole. Um, I, I told you right away um, after that promo, I said it. I, I can, him versus MJF on the mic, those promo battles are going to be awesome. And from That's, an in-ring perspective, yeah. you know, again, having Adam Cole be that be that veteran babyface who can really push MJF and who knows all the tricks, right? That's another yeah. thing. MJF is a guy who 
by hook or by crook is going to beat you is more than uh-huh. willing to cut corners. No one's better than that than Adam Cole at that game. You're not going to outsmart. You're not going to out out manipulate Adam Cole. That's a guy who we've said it so many times. MJF is playing chess while other people are playing checkers. Adam Cole, he, that man knows how to play chess. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he he's going to be able to go toe to toe with MJF and push <laughs> him in ways that other people haven't been able to since that CM Punk feud. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, I'm really happy that Adam Cole's back. I think he adds a very dynamic, um, believable, top-of-the-card guy to this roster, bona fide superstar, um, and, again, fills the void. Just yeah. as just as a guy like Moxley could potentially be taking a backseat, you have a guy like Adam Cole thrusting thrust back into the spotlight Again, a testimony to how deep this roster is when a guy like Adam Cole now back on the scene. Pretty awesome. Um, we also are hearing, you know, hearing comments in, in, in the, yeah. the chat. One of the best things about Adam Cole is as a guy who has been everywhere, yeah. right? And this is what we, we've been listening to Dax's podcast. I love this guy's podcast. A guy who's been everywhere himself. Adam Cole has, if you name it, WWE, New Japan. Um, you know, not AEW, this Ring of Honor, this is a guy who's who's seen it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has a history with so many different guys that there are natural programs. And this is one of the things that I've always liked about AEW and I miss a little bit about the early days is when they tapped into those relationships. I love relationships being the foundation of pro wrestling, making these people feel like real people, right? Like having them interact with each other on a level that is, you know, the friendships, the tension, building on things that are real. And Adam Cole, again, mentioning Britt Baker in his promo, like pulling back that, that breaking down that fourth wall. Yeah introducing us into his real life i love that type of stuff you have um, to do that I'm as a baby face i'm all for it bro how could you not root for him even if you are team heel like yeah you, you can't, i'm on yeah there there should have been a not a a sitting down person in the crowd or someone not cheering him after that promo in my opinion uh, it was awesome. what i wanted to ask you before we talk about speaking of his other half the dmd i wanted to ask Right off the top of your head, what do you see Adam Cole oh, doing man. in the next immediate future? Or do you see what or what also what belt do you think he would hold first in AEW? That's a great like, who question. Who do you want him to feud with right now? Like what fun heel? I mean, it's always quick to go to like Jericho Appreciation Society, like because he's yeah, always he's, you know Jericho is really awesome. engaged right now in a, in a feud with Ricky Starks and yeah, Action Andretti that I think is just that. starting, right? I think that yeah. that feud's just kind of getting, um, getting going, and um, I think that Jericho is 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 is, is incredible. Like he was our heel of the year. Yeah. I, although I feel like that feud is kind of hitting a little bit of like it's it's off to a little bit of a rocky start. I think that they're like they haven't quite found their footing yet. To be transparent with you, okay. um, I'm just being real with you. I think that yeah. Jer- I think that like um, I think that Ricky Starks is, is clearly capable of being a top top guy. Um, yeah. I, I just those guys need to figure that out a little bit. Um, I would be really curious about and and like. 
immediately you want to see him being involved in a program that means something um, and, and has some gra- gravitas to it, right? Like yeah. has some some stakes. Uh, Scoot Scoot took it. I mean, I just I mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, I mentioned that he has he he's been everywhere, right? Ring of Honor has a, he has a history with Ring of Honor. You know, Samoa Joe um, feels like a guy who could potentially drop that belt, right? He he lost to Darby. Um, I feel like Joe is a guy who can come and go. Um, does he? He's at the stage of his career where you're not going to have Joe out there every single week. Personally, I don't. I think that Joe is a guy who I, I love watching his ring in ring work. Um, one of my all-time favorite heavyweights, just a, an absolute beast in the ring. Um, but I'd be curious to see Adam Cole be, being the ROH, you know, television champion. I'd be curious about that, right? I think that that could lead to some okay. that in and of itself. Two veterans who, again, could dial up the promo game. You know, Joe's not going to back down. Um, I think that would be curious. Um, you know, again, it. it He's, it's his first week in, you know, coming back. I, I think that you need to have him have a, a long-term goal of getting his eyes on MJF. I want to see that program. So it would be curious if he ended up becoming another champ. Um, but there are, there are countless options, SPD. Where, where's your head at? Because I, I think that you're kind of taking a back by, my, like, again, the Samoa Joe thing. I go there because he has that – ROH background and it sure. immediately allows Adam Cole to be put into a position where he's in a high stakes feud. Um, where is your, where, what do yeah. you think? Um, this is what I, I would like to see moving forward for 2023 is less ROH on AEW television. I agree. Um, I That's think true. you need to take a back burner. Um, I think the ROH champions that we have currently are, fantastic but i think we need to have less defenses of roh and features of roh on the the show so that True. being said i don't want adam cole even with his history to any, do anything with ring of honor in my opinion i think you start to plant the seeds early now for mjf i want, MJF. I want that shooting so with bad. ethan page and okay the wow uh, ethan page and, and adam cole mike battle would be top-notch stuff. Love that idea, um, dude. You know, and Love so that idea. as well. So, and then, I, I mean, I honestly would like to see Adam Cole with the TNT title after Darby has this run because we've t- you've talked about it before. You're, you know, you're the conductor of the Darby Express. Now, he has been one of the best, if not the best TNT champion uh, that we've had. Uh, so it's nice to have him kick off the new year with the title and defending tonight, you know, in 30 minutes, he'll be on rampage defending against juice. So this will already be his second title defense in, you know, a week and a half, which is pretty impressive. So if we're going to get Darby every week on rampage, since it is the TNT title, that's great. I think that's great for uh, ratings. I think that's great for business, but um, that's where I would like to see him go. Personally, Man, so. there's so many options with a guy like Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, I, I love that idea personally because you. you know I, I think Ethan Page is is uh as a stud. I, I think Ethan Page is really Agree. a huge ceiling, and and having him be in a legit program with a guy like Adam Cole, that's a great call by you, man. That Thank would be a guy, that would be not only give Adam Cole um an opportunity to beat a a, a top mid mid card upper card guy like like uh, Ethan Page. 
but give Ethan Page purpose, have him be there, like have a, like a weekly program with a guy like Adam Cole. And, and we talked about promos. I mean, Ethan Page can cut a fiery promo. That dude is killer on the mic. Adam yeah. Cole and Ethan Page on the mic would be awesome. Um, I love that idea. Um, looking at the roster, you know, I honestly think that he could interact with a lot of these guys. I, you know, you, you're curious as to what Roosh is doing, um, you know, what his long-term goals are. I think Adam Cole versus Roosh could could have some great matchups. Yeah. And, again, babyface, you could have Roosh and, and Preston Vance, kind of now the heel turn, Preston Vance. Um, he Adam could be, had a grosso. He could. Sorry, I didn't mean to butcher his, his new name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that again, going against the numbers – that could be curious, right? Those those could lead to some cool matches. Um, but regardless, a guy like Adam Cole is so versatile um, that you know he's going to carry his side of a feud. I like that idea that you made, though, with Thank you. Page. I think that would be a really cool – Because that plants that's very highly charismatic. Yeah, plants that little bit of seed of glimpse History of – History with know. Ethan Page and MJF, yeah. yes. That's a great call by you. I like it. And, again, um, it wouldn't just have to be – um, him versus Ethan Page, it could be the whole firm, right? I, yeah, I love the sure. idea of giving, you know, and again, if you're going to solidify um, Adam Cole as a baby face, having him go against numbers, that's a really good call, SPD. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. I'm, I'm anxious to see where he gets booked first. Uh, hopefully we find out more this week and we don't, he, you know, he doesn't just sit in the back for a couple more weeks. I want to see more feature of him. I mean, get, yeah. Now that yeah. after that kind of debut, you got to have oh Adam gosh. Cole up every front week. Center. You get you every have week, to have even if he doesn't there. wrestle till the pay per view, which is fine. Yeah. Um, give him a little bit more time to recover and just get his bearings back, and then strike while build the something up because you're gonna want and, a big pop. Absolutely, and just like this was Jamie Hader. Yeah, this match, uh, which was announced probably almost a month ago how they were going to have this tag match and a lot, a lot, a lot of hints of Soraya's partner. And then, you know, we thought it was going to be a surprise live, but she picked Tony storm the week before, which um, I love the way that she did that promo turning her back on Sheeta and what we saw to Sheeta out of this match. And so <clears throat> the women's division is really starting to shape up to be uh, really exciting stuff right now um, with these four plus Sheeta uh, who else, who knows what else is going to happen in in and around this? I mean, tonight on Rampage, we're seeing a street fight, which is going to be pretty cool to, with with those four women uh, involved in that. So the depth of the roster in the women's division is really exciting. Um, but I have to say, man, the pillar and the killer, love there's that. no one that's going to stop those two. I, I love mean, these that. OGs, these original. Uh, AEW day oneers, uh, they are the backbone of the division, and they are the fuel that keeps the division going. And no one's going to stop them, even if you have the multi-year vets of the Sarai and Tony Storm and uh, Jamie Hader and DMD are. No one's slowing them down anytime soon. No man, I, I felt like this was, um, you know, everybody's got their eyes on on what Soraya, you know, is going to bring to this this division since arriving. Yeah. Um, and I'm still curious to see how it plays out. Uh, but to me, the more I see um, the DMD and, and hater um, interacting with, with top notch talents like, th- like this, uh, the, the more emphatic I am to say like they are, they're, they are what this division should be built around. Uh, I know that they do, there's so many fans out there that want to see all these other stars take the, the, take the pedestal and, um, and, and kind of there are the critics out there for, for Britt Baker who you know are, 
are always waiting for someone else to steal her spot. But uh-huh. man, they just continue to deliver. Um, I am just constantly impressed by their ability to, um, you know, cut promos that keep fans intrigued. Um, they they're so engaging um, when it comes to playing off the cr- live crowd. Um, yes, I like and their their styles are such a perfect mesh. I, I don't know um, what the, the the history is. I know obviously like these two have known each other for a while here, um, but they just work together so well, SPD. Um, yeah, I know a lot of right. people wanted to see Britt and, and Jamie break up. And there was mention of, you know, like they're, they're always planting that seed every time that they're out there on, on screen together of, you know, can Britt handle being on the back seat? But, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I genuinely – this is one of those dynamics where I, I genuinely just think it keeps getting better. Um, yeah. I think that these two are, are so – they play off of each other so well. And, and it's one of those things where, like, and it's no disrespect to Jamie Hader, right? But it's like I feel like Britt fills in the cracks for that that Jamie Hader has from a presentation standpoint. Like Jamie is not the over-the-top personality. She's not that big, big star persona that Britt sure. is. And all the people – the only criticism that anybody has ever had against Britt is that, you know – She's all she's great on the mic, but she she's not like she's not can't go or whatever in the ring, which I don't agree with. She's proven herself over and over and over again. But when you have someone like Hater in her corner who truly like I mean, Jamie Hater is one of the more physical competitors in the entire company. Um, Her offense is always so crisp, so powerful. Um, And I'll I'll be honest with you, man, like watching this match. I I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody in this in the ring, but I felt like I felt like the killer and the pillar really carried this match in some ways. They shined in this match um, above and beyond. Uh, I I was so impressed by these two, and and I hate to sound like just a slappy for for Britt because I know I've been at, like I've always been in her corner, but I just think that like the more situations she gets put in the more she proves her worth. Yeah. Um, you know, point. this situation, like Soraya is, is still to me, and I'll, I'll just put it out there. I think it's very clear that Soraya still is shaking off the rust. She is not okay. the, she's not the in-ring competitor. And I think her personality is, is definitely there. She has a star power to her that I, I want to see her get there, but she's not what she was when she was Paige. Right. And, and, and I, and that's no disrespect because at, at one point in time, Paige was one of the greatest women competitors in the, on the planet, like period. So um, I think that that Soraya has the opportunity to get back there um, yeah. and, and it'll take some time. She's been off for a long time. It would be very unfair for us to expect her to come in and just start and hit the ground running and be that, that, that True. at that level. Right. I think that she has that potential to get there again. But when I see Britt and Jamie in this match, I I just continue to go back to them and I'm like, man, these girls, they got it, man. They like, they, they, you can yeah. put them in there with a broom and they would keep me, they would, I would be entertained. I, I genuinely mean it. Like the crowd 
eats out of the palm of their hands. And and you see how over Jamie Hayter's getting now as champ. This this title run is working dynamically. Like just it's it's hitting. Um yeah. I am there are very few um acts in all of pro wrestling who just seem to get it like Brit. Um, and, and again, at the, at the year end awards, I, I gave her these props and I'll say it again, like everything continues to revolve around her. And I think that as this division continues to grow, yes, it's important that she has people who can step up as peers. And again, I think that Tony storm and Soraya are showing that they can be peers, right? I, I think that Tony storm has the look her, I love I love her offense. Um, she can go um, brutal brutal moves as well. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm very impressed. I almost picked her as my uh, top woman performer of the year too because of how well she carried the division when she needed to with her in ring work and her impressive promo stuff. You know, absolutely. going toe to toe. I was very impressed by her promo work. Um, you know, I've always known that she could go in the ring. Um, a beautiful woman carries her, has a cool presentation, kind of a rocket, like that rock, like rock and roll kind of vibe to her. Yeah. Um, but like good promos since being in AEW and um, some nuance to them. I, I feel like um, this whole situation with Soraya, Sheeta, and, and Storm could come off as cheesy if if it wasn't played the way it's been. And I think that being honest with you, like Storm's promo when they were sitting down and how she kind of reacted subtly to it and <laughs> continues to give, you know, kind of gives Sheeta props, but I'm very curious. I think that we're seeing the seeds of, of a Sheeta heel turn here um, after what we saw at the end of this match. And, and I'm geeked about that. I, I think that like, Ashita, Tony Storm, Soraya kind of drama catfight situation could be very, very fun. And Britt and, and Jamie could step back and smile <laughs> and watch it all happen I, and kind of watch these women eat themselves just to destroy each other. Um, Jamie, I have a feeling that Britt and Jamie would be more than happy to sit back and watch that happen. And as a fan, give it to me, man. I think that th- that could be an awesome program. Um we saw what Sheeta can do when she's given an opportunity. Um, every single time that woman delivers in the ring, dude. So um, I would be. Oh, I like that. Did you see I what didn't she even, said? I didn't see that. I have been off Twitter, so um, very, very curious to see. Like that's something that I really. I Traitor. saw. Yeah, man. I saw some some seeds planted. That's a pretty bold statement there by Soraya. You're um, right. Sheeta's going to have to answer it. Um, very, very curious to see where they go with that. And again, for those fans out there who are, who always want to say, like, where are the other feuds outside of Brit? This is an example, right? Like where you yeah. use you use the consistent pillar that is Britt Baker as a foundation for another launching point for someone else's career, for another feud. And that's what happened here. I have a feeling that we're going to see some really compelling, interesting programming out of the women's division moving forward. And and having a Sheeta potential heel turn, we haven't really seen Sheeta's dark side. 
She'd be a perfect heel with her violence and her awesome offense, and you know, doesn't really need to cut crazy promos. Can just exactly. scream a lot. Sign like killer. Has the weapon, you know. Yep. So, you know how oh, MJF, which we're going to talk about next, has the the ring. She's got that kendo the, stick she's been kendo traveling stick. around with for a year plus. It seems like. Um, before we talk about MJF, I got to ask Crayfish. Call it. Are we going to see Mercedes Monet in AEW? Call it right now. Put it on the on the record. I, I think t- Tony's going to make it happen. I do. I think Tony's going to make it happen, man. I'm not going to bet against him. He's he's done so many things. Um, you know, you, like there's been so many names that have come through the doors at AEW that yeah, we've all been shocked. Have been mind blowers, right? I mean, yeah. so um, I don't think it's I don't think it's impossible at all. Uh, I think, think Tony so? has made Tony's made it Tony's made it feel almost like the odds are higher that it will happen than it won't. I mean, he, he continues to make himself. Um, I'll just say this. He continues to spoil the fans with, with um, huge debuts, huge moments. Um, we we've seen some live and in person. He he's awesome at it. And Would this be the female version of a CM Punk debut. I, I, I think so. Um, you know, I think that, um she has proven like she has some crossover appeal um i know that that's a long-term goal for for mercedes to kind of be a bigger like entertainment star than just pro wrestling um so she, she does certainly she's dabbled in things like the mandalorian and um things along that where she certainly yeah. has that ability um you know we see that she's already gone and debuted in in new japan right so we, right. we've seen that she's willing to um the wwe chapter is over so if that's the case um i i don't i think it's only a matter of time where else would um, you go you can only you know new japan obviously you know osprey jay white and those other other names are, are very comfortable we're seeing there. juice co- we're see- yeah we're seeing juice oh, they're very comfortable in, in right. new japan right but you know there's that taste you want in back home you know on, on the mainland so we'll Absolutely. see we'll no see. i think i think so and and like <coughs> that would be the ultimate you know that i've i mean i i'm a big fan of the boss if i got to see the boss versus the dmd we're going we're Wherever that show is, I will do everything I can to be there. That is a that is a, a feud or a, like that is kind of a dream match for me that I never even thought would be real. Right, uh, possible. That, that would be pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and and it like it would be the one time really that Brit would would experience a personality bigger than her. Um, just would be would would be mind blowing, bro. I I. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm at a words trying to describe it. I think it would be that would be pure money. And Britt hinted at it. You know, she talked about how she's the boss of AEW. With a I love that little line. Oh gosh, wings. I love it's it. It's almost like even if you know, even if it doesn't happen. I love it that. Doesn't Brit happen. You're gonna us. poke the. You're poking the bear. I think DMD exactly. will keep poking the bear until she wants to come. And it's like one of those things. Yeah. Keep doing those hints. I really, really hope so. Love but it. speaking about knowing the loss for words, man, MJF, um, as we're going to keep pushing through the show uh, leading up to Rampage, I guess we got to run through this pretty quick. Rampage yeah, is starting get, soon. 15 but, minutes. Um, 
one of one of my favorite things of this promo. I mean, I know how you you're kind of indifferent right now with MJF, but I I'm not think, indifferent. I'm I'm off the MJF bandwagon. I am all for MJF right now, man. The guy is being such a sleazer. Lean. He is the best when he's this heel. But the thing about when he is like the top notch heel, I I want him to to get back to where he is insulting more and more people. I mean, he did tonight, you know, or on Dynamite, he insulted a lot of celebrities and other people. Um, but however, I want him to really dig deep, even deeper. Um, I mean, he did talk some stuff to Danielson, pretty in you know some comments to the Takeshita. Um, however, I think. Um, uh, what I like, what I've liked about him as of late, since his return, is his ability to let others, rip, you know, um, throw the punches back. You know, Ricky Starks promo. I talked about this with you before. How yeah. he was allowing Ricky Starks to get those those jabs and those one liners in. He wasn't interrupting him. You know, he wasn't doing like what Eddie Kingston does is interrupt people nonstop. You know, that's his passion. But I think MJF, you can see him being like that Ric Flair type of heel where he'll react like, oh my God, you know, like react like over the top. Like you need that. And I think he's being such a team player and as much as we wow, MJF is a team player. I, that's the thing. Well, you know, one of those things is like, you know, you got to be in a seller and what he was doing yeah. with uh, in the, in his matches as of late and in his promos as of late, I think he is not being as selfish as he was in the past. I think he was very selfish. And when he is in the ring, honestly, you got to give the devil his due. He's good in the ring, and he does sell. He sold like crazy for Darby. For that Darby match, Darby. that was over a year ago, and he it was a really, 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 you know, a match that I did not expect to be as good as it was. It was fantastic. And when MJF ran full speed up the ramp because Danielson, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. He literally ran full speed. It, I was like cracking up because he was running so fast far away from Danielson and he's been booking so far away from Danielson. Um, I don't know. I think this, this will be the biggest notch on his career. It says a when lot. He beats Danielson. I mean, he beats um, CM Punk. It says a lot. I, I think CM he, Punk well, okay. Yes. He beats CM Punk, but there was, an Iron Man match for sixty minutes. I know, against and that Daniel makes my stomach anybody. curl. That's well, that's why is, like makes my stomach curl. Even thinking about that, he, him beating if, Danielson in an Iron Man match. If makes he me beats want to him vomit. in a convincing fashion for you, oh. will he have won you over? Won no, you back over? it's the opposite. Huh? I, I, I like it makes my stomach sick thinking that they're gonna they're gonna have him like they're gonna beat have him beat Danielson in an Iron Man match. It makes Which me no want to vomit. Should. It just Which makes I agree. me absolutely want to hey. vomit. I am. They are so Daniels well in on, on my Mount Rushmore. Daniels I get it. Is on my Mount Rushmore. No, and, I get it. You know this promo, I thought was really, really funny and needed, and I think we're going to continue to get this. I just wish we would see more of MJF in the ring because, honestly, like I said, earlier, you know, a few minutes ago, like I think he can go in the ring, and that's what I want out of a champ is to at least fight a little bit more. I don't want these, you know, part-time champs like the Brock Lesnar's where they're only fighting, you know, four times a year. Uh, I feel like that we're getting that. Yeah. I mean, MJF bragged about wrestling seven times last year. Um, You know, I I will give it to MJF though. Like there is something I could do that. I would love to do that. There's something to be said about, you know, your, your world champ being a special attraction. And let's be, let's be honest. Most of the time people want to hear MJF talk, right? Like, so, um, 
he can still be a huge value up, add. Up. And on the greater on the grander scheme of things, um, in AEW, um, there is no shortage of guys who can kill it in the ring. There's yeah. no shortage of guys who are absolutely phenomenal in-ring pro wrestlers, right? Like, um, so in the main event, we, we're going to get to in a, in a minute, like there are, there are a lot of guys in AW who can go in ring. There are only so many guys who are the type of personalities who can cut, like capture an audience with a promo or just the, his mere presence like MJF can. So for five to 10 I, minutes, great. I can't hate on how they're using him. Like, I like that. I like that his matches feel special. I like that there's always sort of a chase that builds up to his matches. You know what I mean? Like, he's the type of guy who, like, if he was getting matches all the time or or more regularly, you know, it wouldn't feel as special when he finally gets somebody who punches him in the face. You know what I mean? True. Like, there is that buildup of, True. like, man, I just want this guy to get knocked out. And I'm, I'm there. Like, I'm just like, I, w- I just want Wardlow to come back from injury already and powerbomb him into oblivion. I'm so sick of so sick of him. Um, but that's what makes him a compelling character, right, yeah. is that, like, he's they, – they drag it out. They, they, they stretch it out. Um, and they make you want to see somebody finally get their hands on him. And and there's money in that, right? And MJF's all about money and and, yeah. and gold. There is money They're in building. And one of the biggest things about AEW that like there are a lot of matches that they've had that could have been monstrous matches if they slow played them a little bit, if they built them a little bit more. Sure. Um, MJF, they, they do a great job at making every match he's in feel like a big deal. So I actually kind of like that part of MJF's okay. presentation and I don't want to see him wrestle much more than he, than he did or last year. I think, you know, maybe as world champion, you, you had a few more, uh, matches here and there, but I kind of like that. Um, less is more in ring. And I don't think the guy has anything more to prove when it comes to his in ring. I mean, again, the an Iron Man match against Danielson is definitely going, he's definitely, MJF's definitely in the surprised best when that shape was of his career. I mean, you could that tell we've, we've talked about it. The dude is putting in the work. Um, you can yeah. see it. I mean, he's in, he's in some phenomenal shape right now. Um, clearly, he he sees this as a, the opportunity that's in front of him and of a lifetime. He's the champion. Yeah. Twenty four or five years old. Exactly, but. and he's he's going all in. You could tell he's fully committed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, an Iron Man match against Danielson is going to certainly like from a an in ring can't you know man we know MJF can talk but can he really wrestle? Dude, he's he's gonna silence a lot of people. I do think that that match is gonna be awesome because Danielson, dude, Danielson makes every. I mean, Danielson's incredible. Danielson every single week I watch him wrestle, and this week against Takashita, um, Takashita, as MJF said, um, he should have like, slapped him right in the face if I was Kanashke, like uh, I, MJ, insulting dude, your name and you know mocking your language. I, he should have, man, he should have just slapped him in the face. That would have been great. 
And every time Danielson gets in the ring, and that's again, I want, I can't, like, I can't wait for Danielson to slap MJF in the face. M- Danielson is going to put, and we saw this is going to be an awesome main event. It's going to be different, right? It's going to be different. We've seen, you know, the dog collar match. We've seen MJF get power bombed ten to- plus times. <laughs> um, you know, we we've seen him have his moments where he's gotten his comeuppance, but. There is something about Danielson, his physicality in the ring, um, his motor, yeah, his just the relentless nature of his offense. MJF is going to take a beating. I mean, he's 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 going to win. Um, but even though MJF is going to win, because obviously, you know, I want Danielson to be a champ in AW. That's eventually. a bummer he for me too, it. bro. Like that's a big but bummer for me too. Like just Danielson. Thing, just... What we're getting out, you know, the same thing with the Wardlow, the you know, all that this stuff, the the matches leading up to it. What we're getting leading up to this it is, is a good example, as good as the payoff. You're right. Because we're getting this match Danielson, was amazing. Yeah. We're getting Danielson wrestling every single week for the next five weeks. That's and true. He's wrestling Bandito next week, which is going to be an awesome match. Who it's else? Be awesome. Who else he's going to be wrestling? You know, the, the three more. So it's like that it's is not true. those goons out there. These are like though. I mean, the next two, this match and next week's match is going to be like such Legit, awesome wrestling fun matches. matches to watch. You're so right about that. Is man, even though he's taken loss after loss after loss, this Talented guy kid, Doc, is to me at an all time high. I mean, the only thing like. It took a minute for me to get this get going with this match because the momentum kind of got sucked out of the sails when MJF was doing the prom- promo after the entrances. And I was like, okay, I was riding the high of that promo. Um, I almost wish he Made came worse. out and did the promo, and then they started like both entrances and then the match. But uh, once this match started going, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, man. This is this is some good stuff. Um, but. Overall, man, what we're going to get out of this leading up to it and then the payoff is going to be really, really sweet. And I, just right. can't believe, I can't believe we're going to get that uh, an Iron Man match from Danielson. I mean, the 60-minute match with Hangman, I mean, that was pretty tough to beat. I mean, and we didn't want it to end. Um, and it was just fantastic. Let's shift into the main event because we got a lot to talk about this. And Finnegan has got a lot to talk about as well. <laughs> Something that I did so not want to end is was this feud. And I honestly would have been happy if they had a best of a hundred because they keep doing different style matches. And these two teams are my top trios teams in AEW period. I mean, we got, we talk about house of black uh, when dark order was dark order when uh, you know, Jurassic express, maybe with Christian cage with best friends, other different trios that we're seeing the factory, like, the like just the pure talent that we're seeing on screen is tough to beat overall. And I, I mentioned it to you, AEW is not AEW without the elite. And I think they are at uh, their best right now. And uh, they're healthy. Kenny Omega had an uh, you know an outstanding match with Will Ospreay recently. Um, the stuff he looks very very healthy and strong in the ring. Um, and I know we're gonna we're gonna butt heads a little bit on this. Yeah. But I think. After everything that happened at All Out and, you know, the animosity with the Elite and CM Punk's camp and all this stuff, I think the Elite could have came back in a certain way where the, as heels, like true heels, and booked themselves to be top guys right away. But 
They lost at the pay-per-view, which was surprising because we were all like, oh, this is where Death Triangle was going to lose. You know, Elite's return, and they kind of hinting all this stuff, but they, they didn't win. And then they, yeah, they lost, and then, then they get a, then they get a, they lost because the other team cheated, and then they immediately get, uh, like an opportunity to 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 win them back, and, um, I, I don't know because the matches are so good. Tony wanted more a seven match series. I am no, you don't need to convince me on that, right? Like I have had, I've said it. Like I've said it on this show, I've said Say it again. I've said that like Death Triangle and the Elite. You could, like if I was Tony, I would just book these guys against each other. I've said that literally. Every match. I, the, the, I would just book these guys every, every other week. I, I've said that line, and so you don't need to convince me that this is a, a a feud that you know it's a plug and play. You throw these six guys in the ring, and you know that they're gonna freaking deliver. They're gonna make the crowd. And they're, they're going to have the TV. crowd's jaws drop. There's going to be moments in the match where you're going to just be like, what did I just see? The creativity. Night, no, man, yeah. I mean, their creativity, their, 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 how crisp their offense is, the way these guys work off of each other, all six of them, all six of these guys, absolute freaks in the ring. Amazing. Right. Not everybody's into the acrobatics. I get it. Right. But I find the creativity that these guys bring to their offense fun to watch. It's I think, unmatched to the creativity. I think that the selling is they, that, you know, sometimes gets lost, like sometimes can get forgotten, but I'll be, tr- I'll be transparent with you. I think that these guys, all these guys get, don't get the, the credit that they deserve when it comes to selling. I think um, the Bucks bring more psychology to their matches than a lot of people think they do. I think that the bastard is one of the best, on the planet and it comes to selling individual moves when he, when it looks like he gets murdered seven, at least, you know, half a dozen times in a match, it feels like there's Someone moments can go where like just, that. Oh my God. He's just incredible at it. Um, you're not going to, you're not going to hear my argument um, that, you know, these guys don't bring it. They, they bring it. They were like, again, I, I feel like I'm so shocked that, after I got to see a best of seven between guys that I genuinely love, I have a bitter taste in my mouth. Wow. And that's a very like disappointing feeling knowing how much I love this. I love the talent involved in this. I don't agree with you at all. I don't think that the elite took a humble approach to this whatsoever. Um, I, and I'll say, I, I do agree that this company is better with them on the show. I think that, the, that they are the core of this company, the foundation of the company. I love these guys. I'm not saying like I, I think that they're lousy that, that they're lousy people, that they that they sh- you know none of that, right? But I totally disagree with you when it comes to that they like they took a humble approach to their comeback. They immediately got a title shot. They lost because the other team had to cheat. And then they got into a best of seven series where the only thing that happened was the only way they lost was the reigning champions had to cheat every single time they beat them. You and I had this conversation before in text message and it's different. It's different face to face. It, it, it says something that the only way you lose is by getting hit in the hit with a hammer 
Not one time in this best of seven did the death triangle, did the reigning champs get over clean. It, to me, it, I, I was really disappointed that they went that route. Now, again, it might lead to a story, right? And I thought that there was moments in this presentation that felt like it was going to lead to the death triangle imploding, right? Which we, still saw, could happen. we saw hints of, you know, the bastard being the one to push this, embracing the dark side, embracing the heel. Um, don't worry about cheating by any means necessary. We got to win. We saw some inner turmoil with the death triangle. Sure. But the psychology of that story went out the window when Phoenix embraced it and cheated in this best of seven. To me, yeah. they they lost that part of the story. It didn't doesn't make sense for me going like it doesn't make any sense unless yeah. Phoenix argues that hey, the only reason why we got into a best of seven to begin with was because we used the hammer and we cheated. Maybe they go down that path. Um, I certainly feel as a Death Triangle fan, I love that I love this group. I feel like this group is done. Um, oh. I feel like I feel like they're done. I, I don't I don't feel like you come back from something like this. I know that you like I know that you're captivated by the match quality. And again, I'm not surprised. These guys killed it in the ring. That this the, like uh, that ladder match had so many crazy spots. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a spike pile driver onto a onto a ladder. You're talking about a one winged angel off of a ladder. Um, you, you have countless examples of like just crazy stunts you know nick jackson jumping off the top with like a 450, 450 onto a table. Onto the, oh my gosh uh, just, then, just, i mean just like the the random spots you almost missed where kenny omega j- does a uh, jumps over the top ropes and lands on the table himself because Pac walks out of the way like just that spot is so like overlooked and that's the thing these guys do so much that you know a best of seven was an incredible showcase of their talents i don't think it was enough I, I, dude, I'm telling you, like a lazy booking. I could see these guys all go at it, you know, best of 20, best of 30. I agree with you. Why would, like, I know we're not going to get that, but as fans, like, no one would complain about that. Well, you hear it, like, pretty much every time these guys fought, the fight forever chance, the fight forever chance broke out, right? Like, and their styles complement, like, this is this is goes to the core of the makeups of the this group. You know the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Not only are they two elite tag teams, but their styles, their styles in ring are are really great complements of each other. The Bastard Pac and Kenny Omega, going back to the very early days of AEW, really treated as peers. I want to see that singles match in the run ring. Back again. I love those guys in the ring together. Treated yeah. as peers. But their styles in the ring go really well together, right? Like both very crisp offense, very uh, sudden, impactful strikes. Um, the bastard being able to integrate a little bit more high flying, while Kenny has a little bit more size, a little bit more power to his game. They sure. just play off of each other so well. So again, I love both of these teams. I just leave with a very bad taste in my mouth when I say like the elite. Are, looked like absolute superheroes and i get like hey coming on the scene after like having a a less than ceremonious title they had to get the <laughs> title stripped from them but the way in which like 
the death triangle had to literally cheat every single time they beat the, the elite. It's like, it just get, felt you know, lousy. I guess they didn't me. even notice I mean, just, that that's how they won all their matches. Well, like, I, I, did, I, I did. I definitely <laughs> did. I was so, I, I guess not noticing that it put it in perspective for that. Like, but you talked about like immediately getting a title shot. Yes. They were stripped of their titles. So they, theoretically on paper to me would be the next in line regardless of how well other trios teams are performing uh because there really is no other trios competitors no on the market right now i get it other than eventually house of black um i i hope we don't see the death triangle dissolve um i have i don't know how they come i mean i, I don't know how you come back from from that and like but you're gonna get match is- what if you did a trios a triple threat trios house of black Death Triangle, Young Bucks, keep just keep that intertwined, or even like a four-way trios match. Uh, you can even throw in uh, AR Fox and Top Flight, which that, just all that alone would be pretty crazy. They're being you presented know, we, pretty, pretty, pretty well right now. AR Fox sure. is is the the, impressive like guy, the, man. the 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 refereeing is being is very weird right now too. Like AEW is definitely pushing this Aubrey is like overriding and catching like things. It's just like I I don't I'm not vibing with with that. I don't I don't like it's just very odd because it creates these inconsistencies in in presentation where it's like, well, if Aubrey's gonna come out and override in, in this match when the, when cheating's going on, why yeah. isn't she doing it in every other match? I think it's a dangerous game to play like that. I don't really, I don't really like that. And quite honestly, like I feel like um, AEW tried to attempt to to kind of outsmart itself with the story with this like using interference, using the hammer, and it just to me it de- it was a detriment to the whole the whole story. That's all that was. That's all that was really at. Like it's weird that you didn't that that wasn't didn't stick out to you because it was like that was the crux the crux of this entire story was that like they cheated and Kenny and the Bucks continued to like have to overcome that. And they got into a three, one hole because the, the, the death triangle cheated every time they won. It's just like, that felt like that was at the forefront and it overshadowed the fact that we got to see six of the best guys on the planet going at each other. To me, it was just a very, like it was a miss and it was very disappointing considering like, these guys, the the matches themselves were awesome. Yeah, the the feud could be the core of your trios division for the next three, four years. I mean, you it, it just, it's going to be top, hard to top this trios feud. I don't see any, even with House of Black being as strong as they are. I think that would be a nice transition for either team. Um, but other than that, there's no clear trios. That I could see. We saw, yeah. I mean, we saw the Death Triangle and House of Black go at each other, um, which is fun. I don't, I don't necessarily want to see that again. Um, but and but I, and I, que- and I question if like the House of Black and the Elite, if their, if their personas will play off of each other. I think in ring it would be really, really fun. Yeah. Um, but the Elite are so goofy, and yeah. so kind of like, I don't know, like the House what of are Black some teams that you'd want to see. Compete great for the question. Field. I mean, right away, I think, Air Fox. <coughs> right, right away, I think Blackpool Combat Club would be a lot of fun as a no nonsense group. Um, 
they don't seem Dark like Order they have a kind of get their on. rematch. I mean, Dark Order with Evil Uno get their rematch at least just to kind of a filler trios because we don't really have true true trios currently. Um, but who can put the? No one's going to match the match quality that these two teams have put together. If you got, if you saw Claudio Yuta and uh, Danielson, for example, I mean if, yeah. uh, Claudio Yuta and Moxley go against the Bucks and Kenny. That would be pretty awesome. It would. Um, I would be. I think that would be pretty sweet. Um, there, but I, I hear where you're coming from. I mean, and you see, like, you're not going to see the best friends in Orange Cassidy. There are chinks in the armor there, and I don't know if that's gonna if that's really a program the fans would want to see because you'd be splitting the fans. True. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society is on the map, and you could you could do some sort of. You know, Sammy and Team 2.0 or, you know, I, I don't know. But that's a great question, and, and I I can't – I don't know the answer to that, SPD. There's there's nobody who jumps out as clear. Um, right. I mean, I – and I know you're saying you don't love – I mean, I, and I, for the most part, I agree with you. I, I'd like to see ROH kind of take more of a back seat. But I think – Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, you know, Mike Bennett had a shot at Darby. Um, you know, I, I like the kingdom. I've told right. you when, when they debuted, I'm a big Matt Taven guy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I like that guy a lot. I think he's got the personality um, to carry a program. The firm certainly seems like they could use something somewhere. They could go somewhere. I mean, that's another group that kind of doesn't yeah. seem to have a lot of direction right now. Um, especially off of a heat, like a loss, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty losing pretty convincingly to Hook and, and Jungle Boy. That's a group that could reconvene and maybe get get their direction there. Of if uh, your guy Ethan Page doesn't go into a program with Adam Cole, that could happen. Yeah. Um. You know, there's nobody that I mean, there's nobody that really jumps out as clear next contenders for the trios championships. Um, even in this deep of a roster, which is surprising because how long we've kind of wanted a trio's belt because of how the roster was. What about what I mean, about mogul affiliates? What if they? What if uh, Swerve and his like tatted up? I don't want to see them lose though. I don't. I want to see them just start being more dominant. But yes, I. I, I mean, that could I mean, be something. I think you just push swerve as a singles and moguls just kind of still be this, his like, bodyguards, his body, type yeah, of thing. bodyguards. Yeah, I could see I that. that that's more you don't want to overexpose those guys in the ring so um real quick I, you know i'm a big this. fan of the factory i mean yeah. i would be more than happy to see that but i mean i honestly i, I that's a good question um not a lot well, of they just jump got, out of you they got manhandled pretty quick in i know house of black know. unfortunately but the thing is, with the whole real quick circling back to the hammer thing, um, as much as you didn't like it, doing being the hammer as the key to certain wins led to more all stipulations. Wins, by the way, yeah. What? No, all three wins. Yeah, okay. I know what you mean, but yeah. But it led to different matches. So even as fans, as as a no DQ ladder match, it's a great yes. point. So. Without that hammer, I don't think you'd be like randomly, okay, well, now let's just do it. No DQ match. You know, the hammer told the story in the sense of spicing things up. You know, um, as much as you don't like the way those were finished, they were doing the elite was like 
annoyed, annoyed, annoyed. And like, fine, we're going to go to your level and we're going to do this no DQ. We're going to do this. And like, so it, it and I like that. That's a good up. point. You know, it, as baby, I don't think it needed baby, it, but it as did. As the baby face, I got to give you credit. As the baby face, that's Thank true, you. right? That is true that the stakes got elevated because the, the death triangle always found a way to bring in that elevated yeah. uh, that elevated violence and bringing the hammer into it. I get that part of it, and that's true. Yeah. Um, but we like these guys being EVPs, like and just making match stipulations because they can also creates a very slippery slope. And fresh off the heels of what that whole ugliness that went down for the reason why they were stripped of their belts to begin with. I don't know if that was the smartest play. It just, it create it opens up Pandora's box and uh, unless, Hey man, unless they want to lean into really embracing being like the EVPs and champions and being bad guys who yeah. manipulate their, who can manipulate and Hey man, like, dude, Kenny and Don Callis and like with that whole group, when Kenny was the champ and he was a heel, so that was good. the best, that was the best Kenny Omega in AEW. Right. So right. I know that Agreed. it might feel, it might sound like a weird, weird sales pitch, but like, do you run away from it? Like, or do you embrace it? Do you say like, not only are we the best, we, we the best wrestlers on the planet, we have That's the belts to show it. But we're we're the like we're the EVPs. We're never losing these belts again. We'll we'll sure. book a mat. We'll book the matches however we need to in order to, for us to keep the belts. Um, I don't know. I mean, like they opened up Pandora's box there. That's a good way to to book it. However, I don't know the fans have have been won over with their performance in the ring. Have I, they? I I, so. I don't know. But I mean, I, I we'll see. I think so. I don't hey, know. I am on. If I had to pick a team. I would pick Death Triangle as my team. You you know Ray Phoenix has been my number one wrestler in AEW, my favorite wrestler me, for a while, and Lucha Brothers has been my favorite, favorite tag team for a while. As much as I long love the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, um, and you have made me into such a huge Pac fan, I the Lucha Brothers just can they're a team. The Young Bucks do this, but not as much as Lucha Brothers do. Just literally every time, I'm just like jaw dropping. Jaw drop. Is this real? Like yeah, I'm like jaw, absolutely checking my yeah. sunglasses or like my glasses. I'm like, is this real? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a mark for those those crazy flips and innovations and creativity, and no one does it better than Pac. I mean, no. excuse me, Ray Phoenix. Then Ray Phoenix. Pac's yeah. offense. Well, yeah, he's right there. With one you. of those, you know, one of a kind type of offenses. Yeah. Um, and and overall selling and promos, man. The guy can cut a promo, but Ray Phoenix, man. Just the way in Penta, like they're just so fun. Like the creativity is incredible, yeah. man. And, and they so, make things that like I'm on Team Death Triangle, impossible. Look but I'm looking easy. at it as a fan, where I think, to me, Young Bucks book themselves in the right way in terms of slow playing their return, giving us some banger matches, and letting them regain their belts that they rightfully won at first. Um, and then going from there, um, I think they lose this this series, which would have been fine. But my argument, no, SPD, my argument was never that the Death Triangle should have won this series. The Death Triangle had a nice run. Yeah. Um, and 
I'm okay with them losing. That's not my yeah. that's not my point. I just think that the way in which they lost this, I, I don't know. I, I just am very I think that it, like again you if you would have been happy with more clean finishes. I think it would have been better. I think it would have been better. It would have presented them okay. more as equals um, and as peers. And I, I think that, like, although the matches themselves showed that these guys are all incredible, I think that the way these things played out, it just it didn't do Death Triangle a lot of favors when it comes to being able to say that they are they are on the same level as the elite. Um, I just I don't think that I don't think it did that. Good point. Um, and. Maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm overreacting because it's so fr- such a fresh wound. Um, okay, I, I I'm a little. I'm a little salty about it. <laughs> um, but I, I see, like you know, the the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers have a lot of um, a lot of history with each other. Kenny and Pac have a lot of history with each other. Um, maybe maybe my calls for the Death Triangle to implode or premature, but. Uh, I don't it think feels you know, like they, they need, they need that, that triangle. They need them. They need them. Just gonna, that's what I was just going to say. I was like, as we're talking about this, uh, there's no, you can't have one of the core trios in your company implode right now because there's not enough established trios teams to make it compelling. Right. Yes, I, I think agree. like, um, even if they don't re, even if they're not involved at the elite the right title, now, just right. put them with someone or something like, like you can't have this group split up right now. And now I would love, time. I would love ROH, like you said earlier in the show. I think you, you you really nailed it. I would love ROH, the ROH stuff to take a little bit more of a backseat, and a, 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 I would love the trios division to get a little bit more love, a little bit more t- t- on screen <laughs> time. And so, House of Black is a, is a group that I think a lot of people are like chomping at the bit to see them out there. Um, you know, we talked about the acclaimed being um, a really hot act. Throw the acclaimed and daddy ass in a match. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that would be awesome. So yeah. speaking of that, we're we're missing the acclaimed right now. We have to we gotta Yeah, I know we can keep up. going on a, a ramp uh, uh tangent about this. But Rampage fun, is man. on. I want to turn this baby on and catch that stuff. Right. So everybody go. Me daddy ass. We're gonna go out into the sunset for uh dynamite download episode ninety-three, bro. Uh love you, bro. Have a good weekend. Love Happy you, man. Friday have a good 13th. weekend, everybody. Enjoy we'll see Friday. you next Thank week. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk soon. All right, everybody. Scissor me, daddy ass. Hollywood Hall of Fame. (laughs) Is it on right now? That part? No, not yet. I, 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 we gotta, we gotta turn it on. We're missing it. We're recording. I'm going. I'm going. All right, everybody, turn on Rampage.